Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about some crazy shit that I signed up for, and I'm going to give you an insight into how my brain works when I make decisions like this, and why it's important to tackle some of your fears head on and actually have a timeline rather than saying, I'll do it in my own time. The thing that I signed up to is an Ironman 70.3, which is not a full Ironman. It is a half Ironman. The full one is loading, but I'll discuss why. I'll discuss how I'm going to tackle my biggest fear, which is swimming, especially since the first part of it is a two-kilometer swim in the ocean. But we will discuss, we will talk, and I'll tell you why this is one of my fears and what I'm doing to overcome this and how you could probably use this to overcome your own fears. So stick around and enjoy. Yo-ho! What a time to tackle some crazy stuff. What a time to tackle some of your fears and what I've realized when it comes to my own fears is probably tackling things head on. And what does that mean by tackling something head on? If you have a fear or you have something that you need to do and you're constantly circling it or avoiding it and it becomes that elephant in the room, like I spoke about in the last episode about you know slaying the dragon or some people say eating the frog. If you constantly resist slaying the dragon or you don't want to eat the frog, then you're always going to have that fear. You're always going to have that problem because it's not resolved. And I said that I was going to do a sprint triathlon, which is, they probably last like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. So it's a shorter swim in the the, um, ocean. It's a little bit on the bike. It's like a 4K run. So it's something really small. And my fear and issue has always been swimming. I'm a terrible swimmer. And I have been since I've been a child. And one of the PTSD moments for me was when my uncle moved to Australia and we went to the beach together as a family. And as a joke, you know, as as European uncles do, he tried to drown me on a few occasions until I started flailing my arms and came out of the water. And on a few occasions, I, I gulped in a lot of water and... Yeah, look, it wasn't really a good experience. And since then, I've hated the water. I avoided going to the beach for a very long time. I hated swimming pools. I know when I did my school swimming, I just held on to the to the ropes the whole time. I was just cheating the whole time. I, I hated it. So once I didn't have to do it anymore, up until I went to uni, I hated it. And even in uni, what I realized was I couldn't get out of it. I had aquatics for my sports science degree and aquatics is just basically swimming. And I said, you know, fuck it, man. I'm just going to get out of this subject. There's no point in me doing it until I realized it was a core subject. So the first time I did it, my first year, <laughs> I tried my best to swim. And the, the the teacher at the time said, do you know how to, how to swim or is this having an off day? And I said, look, I honestly can't swim. Is it any chance I can just defer this or not do it at all? And the teacher said, no, this is a, a core subject, so you have to do it. And if I was you, I would take some swimming lessons. Uh, at the time, I took swimming lessons in the kiddie pool uh, as an adult. So I was next to like five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old. 
And eventually I just learned the basics just to pass the subject. And even then, I know when we we're doing a survival stroke, or I was you're supposed to pretend you're saving someone. I told the girl, I said, can you please just kick really hard and use your hands so I don't have to do all the work. And that was the last time I said, I'm going to swim again. Fast forward now to my age at 31, I constantly have this fear of what if something happens and I need to swim? What if something happens and I'm in the, in the beach and there's someone drowning and I can't save them and they die? And I'm like, fuck, I literally could have saved someone and they've died because I can't swim. Recently, I've been talking about doing some crazy things. I did the ultra marathon, which was crazy, but now that's just gone. So once you do something like that, you're like, okay, what's the next crazy thing to do? And I said, I want to do a, a sprint triathlon. And I said, eventually, I want to do an Ironman. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do an Ironman in the year or two years' time, why not just fucking dive headfirst? Because if I say I'm going to do it next year, then I'm only going to swim every now and then. So I ended up speaking to a friend and I said, fuck it, you know what? I'm doing a half Ironman in November here in St. Kilda in Melbourne. And here we are. There is an end date. There is 10 months or less than 10 months until we have the half Ironman. And now once I've paid for that, once I've confirmed that, once I put that out into the universe, I now have just flicked this switch on in my head where... I have to train for it because I know in the bike, it's fine. And I, I know in the run, I'll be fine. But the first thing I do is the swim. So no matter what happens, the bike and the run don't matter if I can't get out of the water. So because of that end goal, because I've literally dived head first, I now have to figure out a way how I'm going to swim efficiently, properly without you know dying and without quitting or not meeting the cutoff time by November. And sometimes all of us need that need that end goal. Sometimes all of us need that little flick some of the switch or or that little spark where we have a deadline. And if you give yourself six months to do something, you'll probably do something in six months. If you give yourself a year, you'll probably do it in a year. So putting off something for so long is never going to help you achieve anything. And what I've realized with me learning how to swim properly as an adult, because as as children, we don't remember learning things. Maybe in the moment, it might have been difficult, but even our expression of how difficult something is as a child, is, is we, we can't really express it. We can't be like, oh, it's just so hard because of X, Y, Z. We're just like, ah, it's annoying. Ah, ah it's annoying. But we just keep at it because we're not thinking too much. We, we don't think too much about a certain thing. We're not so cognizant and aware as we are as adults. Now as an adult, you you have shame and you have fear and you are embarrassed about doing something. So if you started something as a 30-year-old, 31-year-old, 35, even in your 20s, most people stop doing something because they're not good at it. And there's so much shame there and embarrassment and like, oh, well, fuck, I'm not really that good at it. But everything else that you've learned over the years that you actually are good at, it's taken you a long time to get to where you are. And that's what I've had to tell myself about swimming. I've just had to tell myself that I can get there and I will get there. And at the end of the day, it's not for anyone else. You have to do these things for yourself. You have to prove to yourself that you can do it. And to be honest, my first session, I've, I've started swimming a little bit lately, but now since I've actually signed up to an Ironman, I'm going to be doing two to three sessions a week. 
And my first session, like a month and a half, two months ago, was horrible. And the, it's a spectrum, right? When people say, oh, I'm not good at this, or I'm really bad at this. When someone tells me they're bad at swimming, they're still better than me. Like I've seen people that are bad at swimming. They'll, they'll swim a lap or at least 25 meters without stopping. I physically cannot swim 25 meters without stopping, without actually standing up and go <gasps> and trying to gasp for air. I, I physically cannot. So when someone tells me, oh, I suck at swimming, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm basically a, a grown man who can't keep his bum up in the water. I can't stay afloat. So what that's given me is this huge challenge and obstacle. And as bad as it might be, skill acquisition and trying to learn a new skill when you have all these barriers, mental barriers, and probably not physical barriers, mostly mental barriers as you get older and this inner chatter, inner voice and fear, it can actually, you can turn it into a game. And the way that I've changed from being fearful of swimming and my skill or lack thereof is I see it as a game. How can I level up myself in the pool? And I've, uh, what did I buy? I bought flippers, goggles. Goggles is a must. Flippers, you know what? Flippers probably towards the end, I'll probably use them more. Um, I bought a, a floaty, the one that goes between your legs, and these paddles that help you with your stroke. The main thing that's helped me so much already is the floaty that goes between your legs. If you can't uh, float a, a, on, on the surface of the, of the water and have your bum up, because my legs go down, so I look like uh, the top half of my body, so my torso stays up while my, my legs come down, I'm creating drag. So I'm literally, it looks, looks like I'm running on the water, but I'm not going anywhere. So I used to exert so much energy, it would feel like I ran a marathon trying to do one lap. So then what I realized was this thing that lifts up my bum, because there's so much balance that you need to do and, and have in swimming that you need to lift your bum up. And then once you are streamlined in this position, then you can actually use your arms to stroke. So lately, all I've been practicing is how to get my bum up, how to actually use my muscles to keep my bum up. And then by using that little floaty thing, I practice my strokes. There is so much when it comes to swimming. You can't do it all. You can't, I can't now try to do freestyle and then try to breathe and then try to keep my feet up. It's in, for me right now, it's almost an impossible task. So what I do is I try to do one thing at a time. And that's like any goal. If you have this huge goal that you have in mind, it doesn't have to be an Ironman. It doesn't have to be uh, an ultra marathon. It can be something small. It's like trying to get strong or trying to break into a, uh, your sporting team or trying to lose weight. The goal, the actual goal is always going to seem monumental. It's always going to be like, fuck. And sometimes your goals should actually scare you. They have to scare you because if they don't scare you, then they're probably not big enough. When you have this monumental goal, when you have this big goal, too often we look at Let's say, for example, in my in my uh, situation now, swimming two two kilometers in an Ironman, half Ironman, I can look at it right now, and I I shit myself even thinking about it. I get a little bit anxious thinking about me swimming in the ocean for two kilometers while there's people around me. I get anxious. I start to lose my breath because that makes me panic, and it gives me so much fear, and I get actually fucking scared. 
because I get scared in a pool where I can stand up and I'm not going to die. So understanding that that big goal is going to scare you, but what you need to do is now scale it back down to something small. And with me, it's breaking down the skills of swimming, learning how to actually be, this is probably the main thing that I've, I've learned over the last few sessions is being comfortable in the water. Just, just being comfortable in the water, just, just moving around, being comfortable, not being scared, knowing you're not going to die. Just being comfortable in the water, being comfortable having your head underwater and out of the water, being comfortable with having your head in the water while trying to blow out bubbles through your nose without raising your heart rate. And the only way you can do that is just by spending more time and practicing more and more and more. And it's like any skill or any goal, if you want to get better at something, you just have to spend more time doing it. I remember when I was training on my own a lot for soccer, for football, and I looked up so many videos on how to get your weak foot better and how to get a stronger uh, shot on your weak foot and watching all these videos and videos and videos. And you only realize with time, there is no secret to any of this. It, all it is is just repetition and practice. The only way to get a, a better weaker foot in football or soccer is to practice with that left foot and get hours and thousands of reps and thousands of reps. And that's the same with anything, especially now in the pool. The more I'm becoming accustomed with water and how my body moves in the water and how I can use the water to move my body, the more comfortable I'm getting in the water. And I've gone from I don't want to fucking go to a pools to going into the Olympic pool where I actually can't stand up. And then you have to float and then become comfortable with, hey, my feet aren't touching the ground, but that's okay. Being comfortable with that. So I'm at that point where I'm comfortable being in the Olympic pool without my feet touching the ground. And I've gone from, I don't want to practice doing half a lap to, you know what, I'm going to go again. And I'm going to go again. And that is the choice that you have when you're tackling a fear. You can either keep letting it scare you or make it fear you. So instead of me being like, I'm fucking scared of the water, I'm scared of swimming, I see it as a challenge. How can I make this fear into something that I'm eventually going to be good at? And the way I see it, instead of me thinking by November, I'm going to be horrible at swimming and I'm going to be embarrassed, I'm just visualizing. Yeah, here we go, since since visualizing. I'm not manifesting because I'm not putting in the work, but I'm visualizing that as soon as I get out of the water after that swim, I'm going to have this fucking huge smile on my face where everyone's going to be like, what is this guy smiling about? He's literally got the bike and the run to go. But in my head, I'm going to know, man, the fucking swim is the hardest thing for me. The bike and the run is going to be a walk in a park. So I'm already visualizing how I'm going to look, how I'm going to feel, and how I'm going to think in that situation instead of being like, oh my God, it's going to be embarrassing and I'm going to make a fool out of myself and you know not finish the race, I'm already looking at it a positive way that I am going to not crawl out of the water, but I'm going to get out of the water with a huge smile on my face, with accomplishment, knowing that I've done this thing that's been such a fear for me for so long. And I think it's so important for coaches like myself to have these experiences and do these things that are so scary and actually genuinely terrify you and frighten you because this is what people are going through. This is what 
clients are going through, but potential clients or friends or family, people are going through these things that they, they have this thing that they really want to do. And there is so many barriers. It could be multiple barriers. It could be much more. It depends on the person. The fear is always the issue. And the goal from the outside point of view can seem like something that is impossible and something that you can't accomplish. But it's important for us as coaches and it's important for me as a, as a coach and a trainer to practice what I preach, to be able to, to speak to a, a client or a, a new client who has this huge goal, but they're so scared of it or they have a, a small goal or they actually don't even want to talk about their goal because even thinking about the goal will scare them. But it's important to be able to empathize with these people and say, hey, I've, I've done the same thing. I've been there before. It fucking sucks. It is scary. But instead of you thinking about the end goal, which is going to just keep terrifying you and, and it's going to actually paralyze you from even moving towards that goal, instead, let's say, all right, that's the goal. We've got an end date for it. Let's do all these small steps first. Let's break it down into, who knows, months, weeks, days, because you're going to have monthly goals, you're going to have weekly goals, and you have daily goals, things you do every single day that's going to bring you closer to that thing. And look at it like that. Because instead of trying to tick off this huge goal, do these little daily, daily ticks. For me, my daily ticks are, man, I feel much more comfortable in the water today than I did yesterday. Sick. That's a tick for me. Instead of me going, man, I actually can't swim 100 meters or 200 meters. I suck. There's no chance. I'm, I'm not thinking about that. Because there's no chance in the world I'm going to go to the pools tonight and then swim 2Ks on top. There is no chance. There is no chance. Unless someone puts a freaking turbo up my ass and I end up becoming a freaking boat. It's not going to work. So I've cut down what I think is an accomplishment for the day. And for me, is if I can stay afloat and uh, actually breathe while freestyling for half a lap, sick. If I could catch... Uh, the water of my of my uh, my strokes and pull myself forward without kicking. Again, that's an accomplishment. If I'm doing all these little components that are eventually going to add together to create the freestyle that's going to happen for me in the ocean, that's great because I'm feeling more confident. I'm looking at my day to day, ticking them off instead of like, oh, today I only swam 200 meters. I got to swim two k's. Oh, that sucks. It's garbage. I'm horrible. These are all negative things because you have to be realistic. There's no chance you're going to be able to do this goal overnight. It's not going to happen. But if you give yourself a timeline and a period of time until you do this thing, it's so, it, it might be hard in your head, but it's so easy to create a plan. It's so easy to create a target and, and a way to work towards that goal. And that's why coaches are really important because coaches can actually really break down what you need to do to achieve this goal. So if you have any type of goal, one, the most important thing is it has to be achievable. I, I can't say, if I if I uh, sign up to an Ironman in like two months, could it be achievable? Oh, I don't know. That's like two months is probably not a period of time for me to be comfortable enough to swim in the ocean. You know, maybe I can swim every single day and maybe in two months, but it's pushing it. You know, you'll be pushing your luck. But, 10 months to do a half Ironman to able to swim is actually plenty of time if you use that time wisely. So if you have a goal, it's a big goal, it's a scary goal, 
but you have time, you can achieve most of your goals. But if you go, you know what, I want to lose 40 kilos in four weeks, yeah, get fucked. That's 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 when, what happens when you want, it's like a quick dopamine hit for your goals. It's, yeah, good luck. You're just going to imagine that it's never going to happen. So if you have any goal, give yourself a time. Even put it in a calendar. Don't say, oh, I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to do X, Y, Z. Oh, when do you want to do X, Y, Z? When? If you put it out into the universe, you put a date on it, you can actually do this thing because then you're like, oh my God, I actually put it out there. This is the date. I can now break it down into these steps for me to get there. But if it's just in your head like, I want to do this and I want to do this. I want to travel. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Europe. But four years, five years have gone by. I haven't booked a ticket for Europe. You're never going to go to Europe, you know? That's just, it doesn't have to be a, a fitness goal. It could be like a, like a leisure goal and it can be like a life goal. It can be so many things. It doesn't have to be just weight loss or strength. It can be so many things. Put a date down and then you'll achieve it. So I'm about to head off actually to go to the pools again. I bought some uh, proper swim shorts because uh, when I get out of the water, my ass crack keeps showing because I'm not. I don't have any proper swimmers, so I bought uh, some speedos. Not the not the uh, you know Italian speedos. They go up your, you know, uh, groin, but uh, the long ones for swimming. Because I'm just getting more comfortable. I'm actually enjoying the pool, and I'm. This is my second day in a row that I'm going to go in the water because I want to be comfortable with the pool. I want to get there and be like, you know what? I'm actually not scared at all. At one point, I. Yeah, I was had shortness of breath just thinking about swimming, but now I'm becoming more comfortable. And yeah, my take home for you guys is if you're scared, you're not alone. You can do it. Just be comfortable, get comfortable, get your reps in and know that that scary goal, that that dragon you want to slay, eventually it's going to be a little puppy that you're patting and like, oh, look how cute you are. But for right now, it doesn't look like that. It doesn't seem like that unless, you know, you actually put in the work and eventually that little dragon or that big dragon will turn into a little puppy, a little cute little puppy that you can pat. But I'll keep you up to date with uh, my my Iron Man training on Instagram. So I'm posting videos about it all the time. I'm getting more people actually interested in my in my journey, which is really cool. I've just realized that I'm not alone. A lot of people can't swim. Uh, and I've seen a lot of YouTube comments that you know, 60 year olds are learning how to swim from scratch, 65 year olds. And there's more and more people doing a zero to Ironman from zero experience of running, zero experience of swimming and bike to get, it's actually to get into doing a, a half Ironman, a full Ironman. So it is possible. All these things are possible and more people are actually getting out of their comfort zone. So if you're not getting out of your comfort zone, what are you waiting for? Because if you've got goals and you're in your comfort zone, I don't think your goals are big enough. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to my swimming story, my uh, lack of swimming, but I'm going to get there. And when I listen back to this podcast in November, once I complete the half Ironman, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel crazy. It's going to feel crazy that I've gone from I can barely swim to I've just swam two kilometers in the ocean, rode a bike for 90Ks and ran half a marathon. That's going to feel insane. That's going to feel crazy. That's probably going to be my crazy thing for the year, my big crazy fitness goal because High Rocks is in uh, June, July, but I've already done a High Rocks, so that's not really a scary thing, but this is terrifying to me. So if you haven't done anything terrifying or set anything as a goal that's terrifying, yeah, I think it's time to scare yourself. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely day or night, wherever you are, 
and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.